I'm Kristen. And I'm Serena. And this is Oi with the Coffee Already. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25, where we discuss 13 hours. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is quite a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. intense. This it's one. very intense. <laughs> yeah. This is um Yeah, it's a very intense movie and it's not just that there's like battle and war and firefights going on. It's this is this really happened. This is a yeah. true story. This happened um based on true events. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And it's not just that it happened, but I think what's bothersome is the way it was handled afterward and everything else uh, <laughs> during afterwards during all of it after, yeah it's uh <laughs> i think that's what makes this movies and the events that follow pretty mm-hmm. uh yeah anyways yeah, definitely so this movie was released in 2016 um it is directed by michael bay and he also did armageddon transformers pearl harbor and bad boys mm-hmm. bad boys one and two and like three or four of the Transformer movies. Um, cool. But it's, it's, there's some classic Michael Bay moments in this film. You can see him. <laughs> there's the slow mo run at one point, and there's the American flag at some point. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got its Michael Bay touches mm-hmm. in it, and that's okay. But it's, it's wouldn't be actually, a movie if it didn't. Just kidding. It, it's true. And oddly <laughs> enough, when this movie was released, it was actually one of the least uh, grossing films of Michael Bay. Like, it got the least amount of money, which is kind of odd, because I would have to say it might be one of his best work that yep. I've seen. Yeah. I have my I have my theories on that. Just kidding. I think we all do. <laughs> um, so this is based off the book of the same title. The book is written by Mitchell Zuckoff. However, Mitchell Zuckoff could not write this book uh, without the help of Jack Silva, Chris Peranto, John Tegan, Mark Geist, and Dave Benton. Mm-hmm. Um, now Dave Benton and John Silva are pseudonames however the other guys are the real those are their real names these guys were um, the contractors those who oh. were there to protect the CIA so these guys are the ones who are on the ground um, they wanted their to- story told because nobody else was going to listen Right. Um, they lost their jobs to do this book mm-hmm. uh, they had to resign every single one of them had to resign and can no longer be sent overseas. Uh, they no longer work as contractors. They gave up their livelihood to write this book. So keep yeah. that in mind yes. to, in order to do this. Um, so this book is what inspired Michael Bay to do this movie. He mm-hmm. read the book and was like, I'm I'm going to make a movie out of this. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crazy. This was released in 2016. The events took place on September 11th, the night of September 11th to September 12th in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only four years and it was released which means he probably started working on it only two years mm-hmm. after the event um so yeah uh, we're gonna get on to the cast here uh it starts off with john krasinski played jack silva jack silva is a former navy seal he, jack, john krasinski was also in the office a quiet place something borrowed and jack ryan mm-hmm. pablo schreiber plays chris tonto peranto uh chris tonto per, uh he is the only army ra- only only army guy, and he is an army former army ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pablo Schreiber is from Oranges and New Black, Den of Thieves, and Skyscraper. By the way, when I saw his image from Oranges and New Black, I was like, "Oh my god, it was that guy!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Yup, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, James Badge Dale played Tyrone Rone Woods. Uh, Tyrone was a former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, James Badgedale was also in The Departed, World War Z, Iron Man 3, and The Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. Dave David Denman played Dave Boone Benton. Uh, Dave Boone was a former Marine sergeant. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Denman, I know this gets really confusing. I just wanted to put <laughs> where they were actually, the real guys, who they, what branch yes. of military they were from, and then we'll talk to the actors. The, yeah. David Denman, the actor, he was from The Office, The Gift, and Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom- Dominic Famusa played John Tig Tegan. John Tig Tegan is a former Marine sergeant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Famusa is also from Nurse Jackie, The Purge TV show, and Goliath. Mm-hmm. 
Max Martini played Mark Osgeist. Mark Osgeist is a former Marine. Max Martini is from Captain Phillips, Pacific Rim, and the Purge TV show. Mm-hmm. Alexia Bar- uh, Barlier played Sonia Jelani, and she's in a lot of French things, and nothing I recognized, so I didn't put anything <laughs> down. <laughs> David Constable played Bob. Now, Bob is the CIA agent um, who is the head of that department in that in mm-hmm. Libya in Benghazi. Um, his real name is not Bob. In no. the book, they call him Bob. They do not disclose his real name. Right. Um, so he is simply called Bob. Mm-hmm. David uh, Castavial played was also in Lincoln, Billions, and Breaking Bad. Matt Lester played Ambassador Chris Stevens, um, and Matt Lester was also in The Mask of Zorro, Her, and Broadway Empire, Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. By the way, when I saw he was in The Mask of Zorro, he played the bad guy, Doc, uh, Captain <laughs> Captain Lovett, and yeah. I was like, oh, no way! Anyways, <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> um, and then we have Toby Stevens played Glenn Bub Dotry, and he was Toby Stevens was in Die Another Day, The Machine, and Lost in Space, which is the Netflix version of Lost in Space. Cool. Um, and let's see. So I did want to talk about, because this is true events, these things mm-hmm. did happen. Um, so first and foremost, I want to talk about who didn't make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is kind of important. Yes. And it's, um, yeah, anyways. So first things first. The U.S. Ambassador J. Christopher Stevens, uh, he was never married. He was 52 and spent his life working to improve relations between the U.S. and Arab countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in an interview, which I'm going to link in our show notes, that Chris Tonto Pronto did, um, he talked about how basically Ambassador Stevens was the equivalent of a four-star general in, like, ambassador, Aww. like, as an ambassador. He was very well-liked. He was mm-hmm. well-liked by those in the Arab countries he went to. Um, this was not a guy where people disliked him. Like he was well liked, well respected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a it was a big loss. Um, yes. USFS officer Sean Smith. Mm-hmm. So Sean Smith was a State Department communications officer, mm-hmm. and uh, by day and then by night he was actually a gamer and he was <laughs> so good as a gamer. There are actually several online memorials for him. Wow. Um, yeah, so he was 34, married, two young children, and prior to serving in the State Department, he was in the Air Force. Yeah. CIA contractor Tyrone S. Woods, he was 41, a former Navy SEAL, and spent two decades in the service. During his service, he was deployed to Somalia, Afghanistan, and Iraq. He was also a nurse as well as a paramedic, so he was a registered nurse and worked as a nurse when he was wow. overseas. Yeah. And then CIA contractor Glenn Dotry and or yeah, Dotry. Uh-huh. And um he's a former Navy SEAL. He was forty two and longtime friends with Jack and Roan. Oh. Um so this I mean I'm probably gonna I'm gonna end up taking the lead on this one just because Go ahead. there's a couple reasons. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have seen this more times than Serena. Yes. <laughs> and then the other thing is I have personally met Tonto before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've met him. I've talked with him. I've had conversations with him. Not yeah. so much about this, but it just in general. And I've talked to him. Um, I've met him on a couple different occasions. Honestly, mm-hmm. from what I can tell, like from the book versus the movie, the mm-hmm. biggest lie is the guy who plays Tonto, mm-hmm. Pablo Schreiber, is I think six foot five. Right. Chris Tonto's probably 5'8". <laughs> so, so not that uh, <laughs> He's not. He's actually pretty tiny, especially for a ranger. <laughs> right. So he's actually a pretty small guy. Uh, super fit. But like, right. <laughs> he's like pocket size, whereas like Pablo is gargantuan. Uh, right. I just thought that was really funny. So funny. kind of leading up to all these events and everything that happened is Benghazi was, or Libya in general, Libya was going through a civil war and revolution months prior to all of this. They were trying to get um, Gaddafi, who had been in power for, I think, like 40 years out of there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, which they did, they got him out, but then insurgents and then um, terrorist organizations kind of came in as they do. Um, mm-hmm. And so... It's 
it's always kind of been an upheaval. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on in this country. So the U.S. government stated that what caused all this was a YouTube video that popped up in Cairo of a protest and that caused these riots. However, the guys on the ground, the ones who survived and fought, said there is no way this was spontaneous. Right. Uh, it, there's no way. It can't be. There Uh-oh. was uh, mortar rounds shot at them. They said, you have to plan those. You can't just fire a mortar and hope for the best. Right. You have to, like, do recon and find yeah. out the best angle. You have angles to lock and... your target in sight. Like, yeah, and not in sight, but you like, know what I mean. I'm going to yeah. run with my, my RPG, <laughs> set it in the ground, and fire and hope for the best. No. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> no. these guys, there's math involved. There's mm-hmm. planning. And so, anyways, um, so this whole thing is, there's two buildings. There's the CIA annex mm-hmm. that they called so the cia annex has these hired uh protectors which mm-hmm. are the guys who wrote the book um so they have these hired uh what do they call them like the the contractors right so these are former military they've done their service but now they're going to get paid a crap ton of money to go work as hired muscle mm-hmm meanwhile there's also the ambassador's building which is the consulate basically a consulate and right. so he's over in another building and as the crow flies it's only about a mile away it may even mm-hmm. be a little less than that but roughly about a mile away so they're not super far away and mm-hmm. the relationship between the cia annex and the consulate was actually pretty good like right um at one point tonto had talked to him and he said because he came over there looked around the ambassador's area and was like mm-hmm. you know this is not a safe place. Like, if you guys ever get in trouble, like, you're screwed, basically. Right, like, right. So here's a radio for you to get direct contact to us. You just call for help and we'll come get you. Right. And so that was the whole plan was if if things went poorly, we'll come help you. Because at the end of the day, Americans helping Americans. Right. Um, so it really wasn't their job to protect the people at the consulate. Right. Uh, but they took it upon themselves anyways when things started to go south. Mm-hmm. And so when things started to go south, the guys at the annex immediately went into motion. And they started collecting their gear, putting on their vest, grabbing their firearms, everything. Right. Like they, they were it's like, what they go. do. <laughs> right. Well, that was what they had said would happen. They got a yeah. call. They call, The guys at the consulate called for help. They're like, let's do this. Well, the right. CI, Bob, the, uh, <laughs> the leader of the CIA annex, had originally told them to wait. And yes. in an interview that I watched with Tonto, he said, you know, that first five minutes where he told us to wait, he goes, I probably would have said the same thing. He said, because I would have used that time to call for help and backup from our U.S. government. And they're right. like, just wait for a minute. It'll, you know, we're going right. to get some planes. We're going to get some help for you guys. You're not just going alone to go, right. you know, get the ambassador. Um and he goes, which is fine. He's like, I was fine with that. That wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. It was, there was another delay. There was another 10 minutes. He's like, no, wait. And another mm-hmm. 10 minutes, no, wait. And then it got to the 25 minute mark and Bob had told them, stand down. Basically right. meaning, you're not going anywhere. And by this time, the guys at the consulate were basically screaming for help. Right. Uh, they said, we are going to die. And oh. it was at this point that all the guys broke orders and said, no, we're going. Yeah. Um, so they left. Um, they got in their convoy. And Tonto has said that while it may have been 25 minutes from the start, what it really was was a 45-minute delay. Because now we can't get in the front door. And right. we have to stop way before we get there and be on foot for much longer. Maybe we wouldn't have been able to drive up to the gates, but at least mm-hmm. we would have gotten closer. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and now we're scaling buildings and we're scaling walls. And so by the time they get there, the consulate is completely, basically completely engulfed in flames. Right. Um, Which is intense. It, it's very <laughs> that, intense. That I mean, whole thing was intense. I mean, yeah. you watch the movie and yeah, it's it was crazy <laughs> it is because it's like they're they've managed to kind of quarter themselves in a bathroom oh yeah 
And then meanwhile, there's other guys looking at cameras and they're like, oh my God, there's a whole bunch coming. Mm-hmm. Now they're spreading gasoline everywhere, you know, and yep. they're going to light it on fire, which they do. And it's just like, it's, it's it awful. It just engulfs them. It's engulfs awful. Them. It does. Yeah. It's just black smoke. Um, yep. which the ambassador did die of smoke inhalation. That is what he died of officially. Yes. Yeah. Um, I believe also Sean Smith was the same. I believe that's how he mm-hmm. also died too. Um, so they, they're kind of stuck in this spot and no help is coming when help should have been coming. Right. Meanwhile, at the annex, they're also calling the government asking for help. Um, now there's also some, Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. There's, right. There is some question um, as to whether or not they were calling for help versus not calling for help and not mm-hmm. receiving help from the U.S. government, which is almost worse. <laughs> I mean, they did call for some help because they had guys in Tripoli, which is another right. annex, another CIA annex. Um, and they had guys from Delta Force over there and mm-hmm. they started gearing up, but Tripoli was still hours away. Mm-hmm. And so they came and called for help. So, I mean, they called somebody and somebody right. answered, but it's right. like too little, too late. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. It's, it is one of those things, like you're watching this and like, there's this really great moment in the film and it's one of those, it's very jarring to see, but there's a lot going on. These guys are in trouble. There's mm-hmm. the firefight going on. They're severely outnumbered. And then it flips, switches over to, like, the United States. Like, mm-hmm. not really the United States, but somewhere where you can clearly see that it's U.S. aircraft. Right. And not a single one is turned on. They're just sitting there. Yep. Like, it's help available that's not going being anywhere. sent out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's one of those you're like, why aren't they going? Like, what is going well, on? Well, even, like, the drone that's in the sky Mm -hmm. it can see them but it can't do anything right you know like drone is sending information to those that can help exactly where i'm like you have all this information you see what they not so much i mean they can't even see what's coming at them but the drone can see what's coming at them because it's yeah overhead (laughs) oh yeah yeah um yeah it's it is. It's frustrating to watch this because you watch these guys just struggling and doing. They're outnumbered from the start, and they knew they were. Exactly. They, all, they knew they, they all were. They knew they were going to be outnumbered. They absolutely mm-hmm. knew they were going to be outnumbered. However, a few things that like they have that those within Benghazi that don't, they have a lot more like gear. They have higher right. training. And like Tonto had said, it's not that these other guys didn't have training. They have training, but they don't have like the kind of tactical training that we have. Right. Uh, they don't have well, night they vision. Ha- exactly. Yeah. And he's like, we had night vision, which was a huge asset for us. Yes. Um, and their know. little, yeah, because with the night vision, that little like laser that they can't the IR see. Ra- lasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, they did. They had that, which I mean, thank God they had that stuff because otherwise, especially when they were back at the annex, like that would have, I mean, that having that night vision really saved like their ass like really oh, it helped did. <laughs> absolutely no it, it did it it was a game changer because they were able to see guys before they yeah. could come up onto them um now mm-hmm. obviously they cannot engage and fight until the enemy engages first exactly uh, that's just that's just the rules just how it goes uh, mm-hmm. which is you know understandable i get it right um, so you don't want to be just firing off rounds at people and right, and then guessing. too right, and then too they they because they didn't speak the language they couldn't tell. It was hard for them to see who was a friendly and who wasn't. You know, yeah, it was, and that's they didn't really, understand. <laughs> it's a really good point you make because the thing is, is like they don't have uniforms. Right, they dress like like a citizen. Yeah, and everyone dresses like a citizen so how can you possibly tell mm-hmm. who's good who's bad you know like are they on your side are they not on right. your side um i think their yeah. biggest um like difference is they would call them the what is it 17 feb or something like that if every, um it was like a date they they would call yes. you know because there was Which, something yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah so the 17th of february was um that was when i believe it was the start of Mm-hmm. the um, civil war against Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. So that was a start. It also happens to be Michael Bay's birthday. Oh. 
interesting. It's also funny to talk about it, but yes. Right. Um, um, so it's, yeah, it, and it's, it is interesting because it's like, like they said, they can't, they cannot tell who's friendly, who's not until, of mm-hmm. course, they start firing on him and then it's pretty obvious. Right. Um, but before all of this, which they don't really get into in the movie, but before all of this, those at the consulate had actually talked to the government before, U.S. government, and said, this place is, like, this is dangerous. Like, we are, we do not have enough, like, uh-huh. security. Like, uh-huh. we're not a secure facility, and uh-huh. we need more security, and they were denied several times by the government, uh, uh-huh. for more security and more help. Um, and so not only that, thing... oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go, <laughs> oh, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, and not only that, but like the guys that were already there at the annex, like they, as Bob mentioned numerous times, they were technically not there. Like they were not supposed to be known that they were there. <laughs> right. The CIA so, annex is yes, technically yeah, not so, there. However, exactly. the ambassador right. consulate is there. And yes. the consulate is the one who had called the government and said several times, this is not a safe, like, we need better right. security. We need more security. And they were denied. Right. Because uh, well, even the and, guys went over and were like, yeah, you. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you guys are literally out in the open. Like, Tonto this is... <laughs> told them, you will fucking die. Like, he's like you're going to fucking die. So here's yeah. your radio. <laughs> right. Call us. We'll get you out. Like, yes. they knew. Like, it wasn't a secret. No. And, um, but. So, I mean, it was in back in June of 2012, uh, a British, I think it was a British ambassador mm-hmm. uh, had an attempted assassination on him right near that area uh, from a car bomb. Uh, mm-hmm. He survived, but you know, so this has been kind of a a hotbed for a while. And, yeah, uh, and you know, and I mean, okay, you can make the argument that CIA maybe you know secrets not you know technically not supposed to be there but they are there and right got the consulate but like you would think if the consulate's calling and asking for help right you know shouldn't help you answer? your people out <laughs> yeah <laughs> i not think calling that's a, for fun <laughs> no i think i think that's a call you should answer and you yeah. know i mean yeah i mean like worst case i i don't know i yeah, <laughs> they should have definitely answered. They should have had more help. They should have been better security. There, uh-huh. there should have been more, and more should have been done for them, and it wasn't. Exactly. Um, I think that's pretty much fairly agreed upon. Uh-huh. One thing to kind of keep in mind on this: 2012 was an election year, um, and the Obama administration had used the platform that Al Qaeda was on the run, uh-huh. um, or Al Qaeda, I suppose uh-huh. Al Qaeda was on the run, uh-huh. and so. That was their whole platform of like, oh, this no way this can be, you know, right. terrorist in- involved because we've got Al Qaeda on the run, <laughs> so this must be due to a fake protest or you know some protest out in Cairo, which <laughs> it's like no, yeah. Um, so the guys who fought, they never even heard about the protest and YouTube video. Until it was two days later, and they were in Germany. Mm-hmm. The media never reached out to a single person who fought that night. Yeah. Um, and the guys were pissed because they were like, "This is bullshit information." He's like, "If there was some protest, we would have known about it." He's right. Like, there was nobody gathering. There's no protest in the street that day or that night. There's nobody gathering. There was none of it. None of it was like, "Hey guys, I think there's a protest." Like it was right. just a firefight. Like this was right. Um, you know, it was a planned attack. Mm-hmm. Now, Tonto believes it's a possible kidnapping attempt. They don't know why it's, they still don't know why it started or what fueled it. Mm-hmm. Um, of the but, ambassador or? Yeah, the ambassador. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what he thinks. I right. Think that, but again, it's like, I've, like, we don't have any intelligence from it. So. Right. I've, I've kind of heard that too. So, well, read about it, whatever, not heard like mm-hmm. personal or anything. Right, right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I did read something closer during the time when it all happened. Cause I, I, for whatever reason, this, um, this whole thing like really sticks out to me, um, during like about this. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, for whatever reason, it's like in, and like my brain for some reason <laughs> so anyways yeah it's it's wild and it so is tonto believes that the initial media coverage of the events was used as a cover-up 
and that possibly Bob had talked to the media and or government. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the reports went out as they did to keep the narrative that Al-Qaeda was still on the run. Right. Um, right. So, which, yeah. you know, who's to say? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, there's a lot of weird, fishy things. I am inclined to believe that the, was it the five guys? Yeah. That contributed to this book who all have yeah. the same freaking story. Yeah. And right. Have been speaking the same freaking story for years. From the very beginning. <laughs> right. And because they said, well, you know, because some of the gov- higher government senators or, you know, whatever, higher officials have said, well, mm. you know, our information came from within the annex. So, like, oh, you mean the people hiding in the building? Right. You mean the people not in the firefight? Who didn't come out with a single, <laughs> with a single firearm? Who didn't shoot, you know, right. the ones who weren't shot? at are right. those are the people you're getting your information from right and um yeah Sorry. so <laughs> the guys who fought on uh-huh. the, ground, the military guys uh-huh. um they testified on the hill in november of 2013 mm-hmm. it was more than a year later after the events they were finally asked basically um that's crazy about their end of the um their end of the story uh-huh. and so the first time the contract guys even talked to a high-ranking u.s government official uh-huh. was two months after the event <laughs> and that's when tonto said he's that's when i finally talked to the fbi that's when they finally called me right he's nobody called us nobody called to ask us what happened right we we're the only ones outside fighting and nobody asked for what we had seen mm-hmm. and um which i mean that really bothers me uh, yeah definitely. like that really bothers me you're like you have this whole event like you know, and generally a... when you have an mm-hmm. event happen, you want the freshest information. You want it as soon as possible. You want to get all the information. You want firsthand information. And I'm sorry, right. but these are the guys that you're going to get the firsthand information from because they're right. the ones that are literally in the middle of all of this. Not yeah, the people the in who... the building right. hiding. You know, I mean, granted, yeah, that. Uh, this is their job. Like, this is what mm-hmm. they do. They are obviously, like, good at their job, considering right. they were private contractors. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why these guys were out there. And yeah. this was them literally in the middle of doing their job. And if you don't want to talk to them, then you're not going to get the right and correct story you're not looking for the right story. no exactly yeah that's you're looking better. to fit what you want it to fit you're not looking for the actual story no. and i think i mean to go two months before you even talk to them i mean these are the guys who actually left the annex mm-hmm. to go get the ambassador to go get him so they were on the streets they mm. were out there in the middle of it trying yeah. to fight you know yeah. and getting this i mean they went through a burning building to yeah. go get guys out. And yeah. Went back in. Uh, Tig went back and forth. He suffered lung damage. Oh, permanent yeah. Permanent lung damage from going back in and out of that building to go save who he could save. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. My husband and I were watching this and it's like, it's, he was, he had made a comment and was like, that's like, like, that's insane. Like going into yeah. that, that close to the fire with that much smoke, like that you are going to damage yourself. Like, Right, they, and he did. Yeah, and it's, it's like and I, irreversible, I like Oz, damage. Yeah, I think Oz was in there too. Uh-huh. Or Roan, I think it might have been Roan. He had gone in there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean they, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who fought have also requested to testify publicly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ever happened. I'm gonna uh, go with no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering the book didn't even come out until they were asked to sign another, another mm-hmm. non-disclosure agreement at the memorial for Ty and Bub, and they all went together to make a book to get their story out. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't go to the press because the press continued to push false information. Mm-hmm. From one news agency, it stated that the whole event didn't take place and it didn't happen. Um, so they, so in order to do the book, that's why I said earlier, so the guys all had to resign from their jobs. They can't deploy anymore. They can't work with agencies they worked for prior to this. Right. Um, and that's gotta be infuriating. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean. Your job's lost. Your job's gone. Now I gotta figure out my whole life again. mm Mm-hmm. 
all because and they don't want I, yeah, anyways go ahead <laughs> i know i know and i'm it's gonna get worse better. <laughs> yeah so um in the movie you see them that they all you know so they get on the plane and it's two different planes there's mm-hmm. um one where they get the injured on and the people from the annex, the CIA operatives into right. the plane. And then um, there's a few of the contractors who stayed back mm-hmm. um, with the bodies of their fellow soldiers, as well as the ambassador and uh, Sean Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got onto another aircraft. The aircrafts that they got, they basically had to commandeer their own aircraft to get out of there. Mm-hmm. No aircraft from the United States government came to get them. Right. I'm going to say that one more time. No aircraft from the United States came and got them. Mm-hmm. They had to talk to Libya government and get the Libyan government to get them out of there. Right. It was a Libyan cargo ship that got the second group of the guys out along with the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they flew them all to Tripoli first and then they went to Germany after that. Right. And then the first plane was uh, also a Libyan aircraft. Um, it was actually airline, I believe, Libyan mm-hmm. airline that took them. Um, and I feel like the government not even sending a plane to get them out of there speaks volumes. Yes, it just mm-hmm. that's awful. Like they're not even like, oh, the war, oh, the battle's done. We'll come get you out of there now. Like, right, that didn't even happen. It's like <laughs> crickets, <laughs> that's crap. Yeah. Right, they're like, <laughs> wait, you're there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, the soldiers' testimonies have been called a lie by the government, and that the stand-down order was never given, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. many people have stated the stand-down order was given. Right. Um, so there's there's a lot to this. There's a um, lot. I'm going to move on to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to add also a bunch of links that are going to be at the bottom of the show notes these are things i would encourage everybody to watch mm-hmm. um, do there's going to be an interview with um chris tonto pronto talking um, mm-hmm. that's where i got a lot of you know some of this extra stuff right um i am also going to add in one of the uh testimonies or interviews i suppose Mm -hmm. that hillary clinton had to do as she was head of the state department at the time Mm -hmm. uh it was basically her job to send help yes and so i'm gonna add in that and i'm gonna let people make their own right i have my own opinions serena has her own opinions that is not what we're making this show out to be yes so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna post that and i encourage everyone to watch it Mm -hmm. and make your own opinion yeah i do just want to say really quick um so when you had mentioned right now about how the soldiers, like their testimonies have been called a lie and stuff, I just, the way that I see it is I don't, considering the aftermath and what these men gave up, what was the gain for them? Like, what would be the gain for them of this right. lie? Considering they lost, they lost everything afterwards to Mm -hmm. to get this out there do you know what i mean like i mean i know you know what i mean but (laughs) right right i mean beyond Um, losing their two friends right beyond losing them they have lost their livelihood yeah they they willingly gave up their livelihood to tell their side of the story so yeah so i just personally i just i don't see the gain from that for them personally right and which which just makes this even more like frustrating. <laughs> um, but anyways, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I, you know, kind of just a little food for thought, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it is one of those. Everybody things, has their and... own opinions and things like that, and the you know, yeah. which fine, go for it. I, I'm not saying you know one way or the other. I'm just saying like I don't see the benefit in this for them to. Right. To, to. And, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, people talk about, oh, well, you look for, um, you know, when people are telling lies, you look for where they have mistakes in their stories. Mm-hmm. Or you see where the story has changed mm-hmm. or altered. Their story has not changed. Their story has not altered. Right. They have been saying the same thing for years. Exactly. And all of them. All have of them. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever done a group project before, <laughs> but generally. <laughs> One person screws up, and, yeah. and like, trust me, they are not on a group you notice. project here. Like, <laughs> right? you would notice they are 
all telling the same story because that's the story that happened. Exactly. And like Serena said, they've got nothing to gain by lying. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they lost everything to tell their side of the story. They exactly. lost it all. Yep. Um, the, so on to kind of the movie is the set was built using the original plans of the CIA annex and the di- diplomatic mi- uh, mission. Oh. So yeah. everything is built exactly to the inch. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, freaking bananas. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, totally I thought cool. this was actually really funny. At one point during filming, Mark Oz Geist mm-hmm. snuck on set and took the place of Max Martini, who was playing him in the movie. <laughs> and it wasn't noticed till he turned and looked at the camera. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really um, cool. And Mark uh, Geist, Oz, he was severely injured during this um he almost lost his arm yeah um you see it in the film Uh that that happened (laughs) so when you (laughs) see that was intense and was it tig he's like don't do it you'll fuck it up worse (laughs) that actually that that happened he was like look watch this he's like don't don't do that like (laughs) Like, let's not do that okay (laughs) it's barely hanging (laughs) on (laughs) (laughs) um, that's crazy so these guys had managed to make it from the annex over to the consulate, brought people, there were people they did manage to save from the mm-hmm. consulate, um, brought them back to the annex, mm-hmm. then went on the rooftops of the annex and fought all night long yep. on four different insurgents. Um, it was the fourth wave where they finally lost two of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so what had happened is Glenn Dotry, he was one of the CIA contractors, so he didn't have to he was on the he didn't have to go up there uh-huh uh he chose to yeah, right he wanted to go up there uh because um roan was a friend of his right um team fellow teammate and he went up there um so they they got hit so what's weird so the mortars that come down have a 20 21 foot blast radius basically uh-huh. so if you're in that 21 feet you're probably not gonna make it right um, and here's what's interesting with Roan is he had no visible wounds except for a few things on his, like a few nicks on his forehead. Uh huh. Um, it's just the pressure of the blast itself. Oh man, is what killed him. Killed him. Um, yeah. That's and crazy. So, yeah. So like when you see him look for like injuries on the body, not finding anything that right that really happened. Like wow. there was nothing visible to be like what's going on. Right. Um. So. In order for those mortars to hit at such a good, like, I guess a good hit. Right. right. Target. Like, yeah. Target. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, accuracy. That's right. What there you for. go. <laughs> so accurate. There was pre-planning that went involved. Yeah. Um, this was pre-planned. Yeah. They, at uh, one point prior to this, they had a Libyan uh, police officer drive by, take pictures of everything with his cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they detained him, asked questions, and they let him go. Um so there's a lot of weird little things that didn't right. add up before that now kind of like looking back, like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, okay. You know? could probably spot where. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the photo that you see in the movie that Roan puts in his vest mm-hmm. um, in the film, that's actually an actual photo of the real Roan and his infant son. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. And um, that's sad. So, yeah, this film was, this movie was filmed in Malta, which is one of the last places in that area that we do still have, um, an ambassador, like, consulate area. Huh. Um, otherwise, most of them pulled out. Yeah. I didn't mention that in the movie. The Malta one is the only one that stays. <laughs> stayed. <laughs> right. Um, so all the others are gone. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this, it's a really intense movie and it starts off intense yeah. too. Like. You know, Jack shows up and Roan comes and picks him up. You know? Yeah. And like the first thing he does is Roan hands him a loaded gun. Uh-huh. Like that's the first thing he gets is a loaded pistol. And you're like, oh, that's the kind He's of like we're here. Going to. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he knows that going on. I know. Stuff, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. And then you see all, you know, all the guys hanging around and. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, uh, that last, it's a good movie. that last, um, 
little bit when they are just finishing up the fourth wave and they see all these like vehicles come. I'm like, oh, I was sitting there and I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm freaking out. Like, this is crazy. This is insane. And then um, Tonto, when he does his little like. The hang loose. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Because, you know, they have him. They're looking at Mm -hmm. him directly right there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like, I'd I'd never seen this movie. Um, I so I I wasn't sure like what was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and even though i know what happens but still i'm like oh my god they're gonna kill him they're gonna shoot him even though i know he's alive i know he's here you know but still it was just you know it was just intense and i'm like i can't imagine being in that same situation not knowing if this giant group of people that just drove up you know if Mm -hmm. they're for you or against you like if they're gonna that was something they talk about too (gasps) in the book because like tonto was saying he's like man it's a 50 you know it was a 50 car car yes yeah and they're again they're dressed kind of like civilians like you don't you don't know (laughs) and so he said i he's and that's what he what you see in the film is exactly what he did he said i you know did the hang loose Mm -hmm. and he goes and then they the guy smiled and shot it back at him and he goes oh my god you guys they're friendlies they're here to get us out of here right they had called for help earlier to get them out but Uh they couldn't they for whatever reason they didn't show up until this time right um i don't know if it's because it was a break and everything right you know who knows i just can't imagine their like sense of relief at the same time because they Pato got was hit. Saying like, he was pretty sure that if they got another wave, he said it would have been the twenty al- first Alamo. Oh yeah, not a single person when they walked away. Yeah. Um. So they got help from the Libyan government. Uh-huh. Um. And they did get help from the Delta boys from Tripoli. Right. Uh, the Delta guys, the Delta operator operators are called D boys. Uh-huh. Um. So they did come in. I think if I remember correctly, they didn't really fight. No, not a whole lot. Came in, yeah, they came in right at the end, right? Um, and they helped get the injured off the rooftop. Uh-huh. So when you see them drop the bodies, yeah, they drop the bodies, bodies yeah, and like they were kind of pissed because the guys were like, "Hey, you know, we we're like we're okay now. How about we go get some rope and get a way to like lower uh-huh. these guys?" And they were like, "Nope, we've got it." Boom, <laughs> right? And it was like, "Dude, those yeah. are our." friends like yeah you like that's our friend yeah and um so they the contractor guys weren't real happy with the, the that. boys from that mm-hmm. situation right i don't blame them i'd be kind of pissed it's like guys like come on <laughs> um the other guy who got injured which i don't think i have his name down um he was on the rooftop and he was really badly injured uh-huh. one of the delta guys actually strapped him to his back and carry the guy was like 250 pounds. Oh my god! Yeah, and strapped him to his back and went down the ladder with him. Holy um, moly! Oz did make it down the ladder himself, uh-huh. even with his arm and losing a whole shit ton of blood. Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and he did. He did walk out on his own. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, I'm gonna walk out." Only. I don't know if it's in the movie or not, but he was basically in his underwear. He was in his chonies. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they had the little like foil blanket like. Yeah, <laughs> it was like in his chonies and like the like. Well, here's the thing: like he, so he gets put in the annex, right? Right. Well, he's one of the few that have um medical training, right? And so he's got some medical training, and then who's the other one with all the medical training? It was um, Roan. Yeah, Roan had all the all the medical training, but Roan's dead. <clears throat> right. So Roan's dead, but Oz would be the next one, and Oz is basically telling them what, what to, to do. do. He's like. He's like, you need to cut off my clothes. You need to see if there's anything else. Uh-huh. Like, you need to do this and this. And they, like, were searching for the shears at one point. He was like, no, they are in on the third floor <laughs> yeah. in this drawer. And right, like, right. He was basically <laughs> telling him exactly where everything's at. Yeah, and it's he was like, like, all right. He was like, it was a weird moment of clarity. I knew exactly where they were. <laughs> well, the even... book that I was reading. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then he, like, tells the girl to make sure her hand is steady before she starts cutting. Because he's like, I don't want to well, get cut with the shears you know like well actually in the in the book it's it was one of the guys because they were still looking for the shears so uh-huh. he pulled out a knife oh and he's gosh. like please don't stab me on top of this 
<laughs> like my arm's already fucked up. Like don't make it worse. <laughs> don't need a stab wound on top of this. Seriously. And oh so, my god! Like miraculously, he had a shit ton of surgeries, and he actually has quite a bit of like movement in that arm. It's still attached. That um, is so crazy. There's movement. It's not obviously it's not 100. percent Right. Um, he's still got a lot of numbness in the palm, but like. If but the fact that him, he still has know. it. Oh, I know. Is, is I feel ins- like I would have been a surgeon and be like, we'll just take it. Right. <laughs> you don't need this anymore. Um, we'll, we'll get, get you, you a claw. <laughs> exactly. Because that's nuts because in the movie, I'm like, I look at that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, yeah, I did look it up, too, because I wanted I wanted to know. Because I'm like, okay, was that just, like, movie, like, effect or whatever, you know? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not, but just in case. And I looked it up and I was like, wow. And then even, yeah, just reading your notes, too. I was just completely like blown away at the fact that they were able to not only save it, but the fact that he was like had some like use and is able to use it yeah, a little. He's still got some use <laughs> like, in it. It's I mean, crazy. It's yeah, no. there's another interview where it's um, it's Oz, Tonto, Tig, and um. Boone, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, not Boone. He's one who used his other name. Um, I can't remember who else it is. One other guy. Um, they, or maybe it's just the three of them. Mm-hmm. Be, it's just the three of them. Anyways, and Michael Bay, and there's an interview. I think it's like on ABC. It's like right before the movie was released. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he's sitting there, and he like you see, and he shows his arm and everything, and I'm like, holy crap, that looks really good. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> Like, it actually looks really good. I was really impressed. And um, so I'll link that one to the show notes. I'm going to link a bunch of the interviews of the actual guys. That's um, good. Because I think they're really interesting to watch. And the one with Tonto is longer. um, But it's it's worth the watch. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, It really is. But, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, Now, people might wonder why um, Jack Selva and... Boone mm-hmm. DB had decided to use now in the book he's called DB not oh. Boone uh-huh. um, and people might have wondered why they decided to use a pseudonym mostly just privacy they just didn't want right their name out there um, which I mean I get it they don't want their family because like it's a full time job at this point for all of them oh <laughs> yeah like yeah. this is now turned into their job where <laughs> it's not just promoting this book but like um just in general like this is what they're known for this is you mm-hmm. know people see him and recognize him for this um they and don't... i know tonto works with can you hear me still yes okay yeah um tonto works with tig still and they actually do firearms training classes together wow and so it which is pretty cool so they still that is get cool. together and still do stuff um mm-hmm. and they do events and see people and everything so yeah anyways i know we kind of talked mostly about the actual event as opposed to the movie but the movie stays pretty close to what the book says yeah um so i would encourage anyone to go ahead and give the movie a watch mm-hmm. give the book a shot and watch these uh, interviews we're going to put up um, definitely you know there's i i think just especially like right now with everything like it's important to know no government is perfect. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as a perfect government. They don't always make the right decisions. They don't always make the right calls. People right. are imperfect. Um, they don't do the right thing. But when you don't do the right thing, it's important to acknowledge it and say, hey, we messed up and we'd like to apologize. Right. And that's never happened. Not act like it um, didn't happen. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> and that's not happened in this situation. And right. we've lost American lives and um, it's almost like because they weren't active military maybe it just mattered less to these people i'm not sure i don't know what the answer is um right so anyways it's important to kind of watch it read as much as you can form your own opinions and make your own decisions Mm -hmm. um and you know and just be aware that i mean like i said no government's perfect and it's important to always kind of not really question your government but Hold them accountable, I yes. suppose, is maybe better. Yep. And this is this is a good reminder to hold your government and officials accountable for um, actions or lack of action. Yep. Cases, because um, they work for, supposed to work for the people. 
Yeah, technically they work for us. I don't know if you guys know this. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, the government works for us. We don't work for them. And I think that's that has gone by the wayside the last quite a few years. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So next week we are discussing Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I was I was looking over that cast list and. Oh, I wow. know, right? Do uh, <laughs> not only okay. I mean, Josh Hartnett. Come on, right. like, I'm sorry. Well, that he just... was the it boy. Oh, no, no, at no. That time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it takes me back to like who, like, like who the main like actors were at that time. It's just so right. I don't know because I I haven't I it's I don't know the last thing he's done. I don't see anything that he's done either. recently. I feel like this so. is the last thing he's done. So anyways, yeah, just looking back at that cast list, I'm like, holy moly. Like, it just brings oh, back. Oh, I know. There's some... a baby Tom Hardy in there. Right? I can't hardly recognize him. Oh, he's a my baby. gosh. That's so crazy. Anyways, yeah. Good movie. So, Oh, and in Orlando Bloom. Anyways, yes. we're not talking about that movie today. We're talking about it next Sorry. week. <laughs> but yes, anyways, I just, yeah, that cast list, I, I looked it up last night and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So that'll so, be fun. Next week we're talking Black Hawk Down, which um yeah, anyways, yeah. going on to the Gulf War, I guess. We're, we're not doing our wars in order, I'll tell you that right <laughs> no, now. But uh, definitely not. <laughs> anyways, um this one's definitely worth the watch. It's very intense. Mark or John Krasinski does a phenomenal job. Oh my gosh, um, yes. For those of you who are big office fans, such as myself, this is not Jim pretending to be tough. No. Like if any of you have ever seen Band of Brothers and you watch David Schwimmer uh-huh. try and be tough, it's like watching Ross try to be tough and it just doesn't work. Like you watch it like, shut up, Ross. Like, <laughs> right. No. This is shut- not. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is not Jim trying to be tough. No. This is John Krasinski is. Is this? Yes. This. Oh my God. Yeah. Plus hot. ladies, he's hot. <laughs> Or men. I don't ah! care if you're into that, too. Whatever. No. <laughs> Ladies, men, doesn't matter. He's hot as hell. Yeah, he is. He is. He so... also dropped a whole bunch of weight and went to, like, 8% body fat for this. Uh, it shows. I know. I mean, and in a good way. <laughs> Anyways. Like, I am here for this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, of course, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Oi with the Coffee Already. Um, there's also our website, thecaffeinatedbesties.com. We are also on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be sure to sign if you are so inclined to sign up for that if you can't or whatever yes. um, be sure to like subscribe share all that good stuff because that super helps us and we love your positive reviews too because we're positive people for yeah. the most part we try to be yeah. we try to be <laughs> yep um, where can people listen to us Serena so you can also find us on um, Spotify iTunes uh, Amazon podcast uh, Google podcast and Stitcher as well yes awesome and appreciate you guys joining us for this week definitely continue our as we said continue our may military we will be doing black hawk down next week followed by saving private ryan yes sounds good thanks friends and we'll see you next week bye bye